ninth deed of the acts of thomas from the apocryphal acts of paul peter john andrew and thomas by bernard pick this librivox recording is in the public domain ninth deed about the wife of caris chapter eighty two it came to pass that a woman the wife of caris the near relative of the king named mygdonia came to see and to behold the new appearance of the new god who was preached and the new apostle who abode in their country and she was carried by her slaves but could not be brought to him on account of the many people and the narrow space so she sent to her husband for more servants they came and went before her pushing and striking the people when the apostle perceived this he said to them why do you make these go away who come to hear the word and show willingness for it you wish to be near me whereas you are far as it has been said of the people which came to the lord having eyes and ye hear not and to the multitudes he said he that hath ears to hear let him hear and come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest chapter eighty three and looking at mygdonia's carriers he said to them this beatitude which was given to them is now also given to you who are heavy laden ye are those which carry burdens grievous to be borne and are driven onward by her behest and whereas you are men they lay burdens upon you as upon the unrational beasts because your lords think that you are not men like themselves and they know not that all men are alike before god whether they be bond or free and god's judgment is just which comes upon all souls on earth and none escapes it whether bond or free poor or rich for neither shall the riches help the rich nor will poverty save the poor from judgment for we received not a commandment which we cannot fulfill nor did he put upon us heavy burdens grievous to be borne he did neither put upon us such a building as men build it nor stones to be hewn and houses to be established as your artists make up by their intelligence but we received the commandment from the lord that what is displeasing to us when done unto us by another we should not do to another chapter eighty four first of all abstain from adultery for it is the cause of every evil and of murder on which account the curse came upon cain also of theft which induced judas iscariot and caused that he hung himself and of gluttony which caused the loss of primogenitureship and of avarice for those that are given to avarice see not what they do and of ostentation and defamation and all dirty deeds especially of the carnal and the dirty intercourse and couch of uncleanliness the end of which is eternal damnation 
for this uncleanliness is the starting point of every evil in like manner it also leads those which are proud into servitude drawing them down into the depth and subjecting them to their hands that they see not what they do on which account their deeds are unknown to them chapter eighty five ye however walk in holiness for it is chosen more than any other good before god and become ye thereby well pleasing to god and in moderation which indicates the intercourse with god and gives life eternal and despises death and walk in kindness for it overcomes the enemy and alone obtains the crown of victory and in goodness and in helping the poor and satisfying the want of the needy by bringing from your possession and communicating to the needy especially walk in holiness for before god it is the starting point of every good thing for he that is not sanctified can do nothing noble the holiness is of god destroying fornication overcoming the foe well pleasing to god it is an invincible athlete it is highly esteemed of god and is glorified by many it is the messenger of peace by preaching peace moderation however if one acquires it he is without cares because he pleases the lord and waits for the time of redemption for it does nothing which is wrong and gives life and rest and joy to all which obtain it chapter eighty six and meekness has subdued death bringing it under its power meekness has overcome the enemy meekness is a good yoke meekness fears none and resists not meekness is peace and joy and enjoying of rest remain therefore in holiness and take the freedom from care proceeding from moderation and approve meekness for in these three main parts the messiah is described whom i preach to you holiness is the temple of the messiah and whoever lives in it obtains him as inhabitant and moderation is the rest of god for he fasted forty days and forty nights without tasting anything and whoever keeps it shall live in it as upon a mountain meekness however is his glory for he said to our fellow-apostle peter turn back thy sword and put it up again into its place for if i would do this could i not put more than twelve legions of angels from my father on my side chapter eighty seven when the apostle spoke thus and the whole multitude heard it they crowded and came near but the wife of charis the relative of the king started up from the palanquin threw herself to the ground before the apostle took hold of his feet beseeching and saying disciple of the living god thou hast come into a desert country for we live in a desert because 
by our life we are like the irrational animals but now we shall be saved through thy hands i beseech thee therefore care for me and pray for me that the mercy of god whom thou preachest come upon me and i become his maid and have part in the prayer and in the hope and in the faith on him and receive also the seal and become a holy temple and he dwell in me chapter eighty eight and the apostle said i pray and ask for you all brethren which believe in the lord and for you sisters which hope in the messiah that the word of god may rest on you all and dwell in you for we have no power over you and he began to speak to the woman mygdonia rise up from the ground and consider for this ornament which thou hast on will not help thee any nor the beauty of thy body nor thy garments neither the fame of the authority which surrounds thee nor the power of this world nor this filthy intercourse with thy husband will be of no use to thee if thou art deprived of the true intercourse for the exhibition of jewelry is destroyed and the body ages and changes and the garments wax old and the power and dominion pass by accompanied by the responsibility for each's behavior in it and the communion of begetting children also passes by since it is an object of contempt jesus alone always remains and they which hope in him when he had spoken this he said to the woman go in peace and the lord will make thee worthy of his mysteries and she said i am afraid to go away fearing lest thou leavest me and goest to another people and the apostle said to her though i go away i shall not leave thee alone but jesus will be with thee because of his compassion and she fell down worshipped him and went to her house chapter eighty nine and charis the relative of king mistai after having bathed went up to recline at dinner and he inquired after his wife where she was for she had not come as usual from her chamber to meet him and her servants said to him she is unwell and he started up went to the chamber and found her on the couch and covered and he unveiled her kissed her and said to her why art thou so sad and she said i am unwell and he said to her why hast thou not observed the decency becoming a free woman and stay at home but didst go and listen to the idle words and look at works of sorcery but rise dine with me for i cannot eat without thee but she said to him excuse me for to-day for i am very much afraid chapter ninety 
upon hearing this from mygdonia charis would not partake of the meal but ordered his servants to bring her to eat with him and having brought her he demanded that she should eat with him and she excused herself as she would not he ate alone saying to her on thy account i refused to eat with king mistai and thou wouldest not eat with me and she said because i am unwell having risen up charis intended to associate with her after his custom but she said have i not told thee that i refused for to-day chapter ninety one upon hearing this he went away and went to sleep on another couch when he awoke from his sleep he said my mistress mygdonia hear the dream which i have seen i saw myself at meal near king mistai and besides us stood a table containing everything and i saw an eagle coming down from heaven taking away two partridges from the place before me and the king which he carried into his nest and he came near again fluttering about us and the king ordered a bow to be brought to him the eagle took again a dove and a turtle from the place before us the king threw an arrow after him which pierced him from one side to the other without hurting him and he flew to his nest and raised from the sleep i am frightened and very sad because i had tasted the partridge and he would not suffer me to bring it to my mouth and mygdonia said to him thy dream is beautiful for thou eatest partridges daily whereas this eagle has till now not tasted a partridge chapter ninety two when it was morning charis went and put the left shoe on the right foot and stopping he said to mygdonia what does this mean for behold the dream and this act mygdonia said to him this also is not bad but seems to me very beautiful from a bad thing comes the better having washed his hands he went to salute king mistai chapter ninety three in like manner also mygdonia went early in the morning to salute the apostle judas thomas she met him talking to the chief commander and the multitude and he exhorted them by speaking of the woman which had received the lord into her soul and asked whose wife she was the chief commander said she is the wife of charis the relative of king mistai and her husband is very severe and the king obeys him in everything which he says and he allows her not to remain in the knowledge which she professes he has also often praised her in the presence of the king by saying none were so good for love as she everything of which thou speakest to her is strange to her and the apostle said if the lord has truly and indeed risen within her soul as son and she has received the sown seed 
she will neither care for the earthly life nor fear death nor will Charis be able to do any harm to her for he whom she has received into her soul is greater if indeed she has truly received him chapter ninety four when mygdonia heard this she said to the apostle in truth my lord i have received the seed of thy words and shall bring forth fruits which are like the seed says the apostle lord these souls which are thine own praise and thank thee the bodies which thou didst deem worthy to be habitations of thy heavenly gift thank thee and he also said to those about him blessed are the saints which have never been condemned by their conscience for because they have obtained these consciences they doubt not in themselves blessed are the spirits of the saints which have safely received the heavenly crown for the fight commissioned to them blessed are the bodies of the saints because they were deemed worthy to become temples of god that christ may dwell in them blessed are ye because ye have power to remit sins blessed are ye if ye lose not that which is committed to you but take it with you with joy and gladness blessed are ye saints because it is given to you to ask and to receive blessed are ye meek ones because god has deemed you worthy to become heirs of the heavenly kingdom blessed are ye meek ones for ye have overcome the wicked one blessed are ye meek ones because ye shall see the face of the lord blessed are ye who hunger for the lord's sake for rest is preserved for you and your souls rejoice from now on blessed are ye quiet ones because ye were found worthy to be delivered from sin when the apostle had said this in the hearing of the whole multitude mygdonia was more strengthened in the faith and in the glory and majesty of the messiah chapter ninety five and charis the king's relative and friend came to the breakfast and found not his wife at home and he asked all in his house whither has your mistress gone and one of them said she went to the stranger upon hearing this from the one servant he was angry at the others because they did not announce to him at once what had happened and he sat down and waited for her and when it was evening and she entered into the house he said to her where hast thou been she answered and said to the physician he said is the stranger a physician she said yes a physician of souls most physicians heal the bodies which decay but he heals the souls which do not perish when charis heard this he was inwardly very wroth at mygdonia on account of the apostle but he answered nothing for he was afraid 
as she was superior to him in riches and intelligence he went to the meal but she went to her chamber and he said to one of his servants call her to the meal but she would not end of the ninth deed part one from the acts of thomas